Thanks for listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. If you're in the Orlando area, we hope you're able to join us for one of our services. Please check out faithassembly.org for more information or follow us on social media at faithORL. We hope this message will be an inspiration to help you find all that God has for your life. Enjoy the message. Well, so, uh, so glad that you're here tonight. Um, I, sense, uh, I sense a good uh, hunger in the room. I, I really do. And uh, I think that's what, uh, you know, two and a half weeks of prayer and fasting will do. It just cause you to be more and more uh, hungry for God. Um, and uh, so, man, I, I sense that in this place tonight. And uh, we're getting ready to go into a, a time of, of prayer, individual prayer. Before we do, I do want to share a few minutes on a passage of Scripture and kind of give us some direction as we pray. Um, but it's been really awesome. We've been hearing some, some great testimonies. Um, we, uh, I, I don't have, we, I won't go into a, a bunch of them, but um, on one of our first Friday night prayers, actually it was the first Friday night prayer, I think it was, um, Pastor Marcos just felt led to pray for people who were looking and needing to maybe buy a house and uh, got word a few days after that, uh, one couple uh, was looking, needing a house and they ended up coming up and finding an account that they had not realized they had and it had $10,000 sitting in it and they were able to put that towards the down payment and get the house and it was this crazy miracle and uh, amen. How many? How many, how many are believing for the forgotten $10,000 account? Like, I'm like, yeah, Lord, let me just remember. Oh, yeah, that extra 10K that I had sitting over there. I should use that. So, yeah, that was incredible. What a miracle. And then um, we had somebody this last Wednesday with our, we, we emphasized healing and had several emails come in. I know I heard about somebody getting their an ankle injury healed. They were in the uh, atrium, I think, on that night, and then, uh, someone with an uh, uh, enlarged spleen and they, they could feel it and they, they weren't able to bend over and without pain and God healed, uh, healed them Wednesday night. And then this, we got the email days later said it's been just continuing better and better and I have no pain. I'm able to have full flexibility and that was incredible. Um, There's another email that came in that I just want to read a portion of. It was incredible from last Wednesday as well. Um, and um, this person, I won't mention her name because we, you know, she may not want that, but I, she emailed to, to be able to share and brag on Jesus, so we'll do that. But she said, I went to church on Wednesday the 26th. That was our healing night this last Wednesday. And I felt that there was something dragging me to the altar while I was standing there. Someone from the prayer team held my hand, and I felt like I was electricity running through my body to the point, well, let me back up in the email a little bit. Um, she said, uh, about two years ago on Father's Day, my daughter and I got into an intense argument. And ever since then, she'd stopped talking to me. So for two years, she'd been in, in not speaking terms with her daughter. She blocked me on her phone, Facebook, Instagram. I tried to keep in touch with her through, the, through her sister and her father, but she didn't ever reply to me. So then now, fast forward to Wednesday night, she's here. Um, she said uh, th this is the first time in her life she's been doing the Daniel Fast and she's been going to every prayer service and she's been praying about this relationship with her daughter. The person's holding her hands at the altar on Wednesday night after a few moments, she, she told me, the prayer that you have been, the thing you've been praying for has been answered. 
And she said, at that moment, I could do nothing but thank God for his mercy. So that was Wednesday night. Then on Thursday, she said, I had a dream, and it connected me to that situation that that happened with my daughter a long time ago. As soon as I I woke up, I started writing a letter asking her to forgive me for every action, every word that I had done or said to hurt her. That was Thursday. And then on Sunday, three days later, um, good things happened on the third day. Uh, On Sunday, my daughter wrote me the most beautiful message that I've ever received telling me that she's forgiven me a long time ago and that she appreciates the fact that I'm validating your feelings. And when I saw that message, it just completely made my day. God answered my prayer and I give him all the glory. Amen. Isn't that awesome? We were praying for reconciliation. And uh, so this this connectivity with God like this, um, I I know that we've been talking a lot about a season of, of prayer and fasting but this is just this is just Christianity. You know that, right? Like God is just always in our life. God's always uh, wanting to lead us. God's always wanting to speak to us. Um, if that's not happening, it's uh, it's it's usually some things going on in us more more often. Um, and so uh, I want to talk a little bit tonight about hearing the voice of God as we go into a time of prayer because. Um, that's really where I want our, our prayer time to be focused on. And I'm just going to share for a few minutes. But I'm going to read from 1 Samuel chapter 13. 1 Samuel chapter 13, uh, and we'll start in verse number 1. It says, The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare, and there were not many visions. And one night, Eli, who's the prophet, his eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see. He was lying down in his usual place and the lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel, uh, the, the, the boy, he was lying there in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called to Samuel and he said, Samuel, uh, and Samuel answered, here am, here am I. And then he ran to Eli and he said, here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call you, go back and lie down. So he went and he laid back down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. Samuel got up and went into Eli, and he said it again. Here I am, Eli, you called me again. He says, my son, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. So Samuel, the boy, goes and lies back down. Again, verse 7 says, Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And a third time, the Lord called to Samuel. And he said, Samuel, uh, he says, Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli again. He said, here I am, Eli, you've called me. What kind of game is this? I'm adding a few uh, commentary notes there. Amen. You're like, what version is he reading? It's my own. All right. So then Eli realized that it was the Lord that was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, oh, okay, go lie down. And if he calls you again... Say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and he laid down in his place. Can you imagine at that moment? Just go, okay, now I know what's going on. And he's waiting and he's waiting. And then verse 10 happens. The Lord came and stood there calling out as he did the other times. Samuel, Samuel. And then Samuel said, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. We all have those people in our life that, I mean, we just recognize their voice. 
You know, I mean, now a phone call comes and you get the, 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 the name right there. But even back in the day before everything was caller ID, some people you'd answer the phone and the first syllable of the first word they were saying, you knew exactly who it was. I mean, any of us that have been married for a little while, we, we start to really recognize our, our spouse's voice in a real hurry, or at least we better. Or right? so it's going to cause some serious problems. But, man, I've learned to recognize my, my wife's voice when she is calling to me, even from other, some other spot in the room. She has trained me well. I mean, like, I, even if she can be in the other room and just whisper it, but I have this, like, now canine type of hearing where it's like I can, just, I can just sense that she is wanting to think about asking me for something. And I, I just come running her, you know, right to her and say, what do you need? Speak for your servant is listening. I mean, I say, I don't say that. I'm just kidding. She's getting ready to come up and stop me and be like, okay, none of that is true. All right. But we have those people in our life, right, where we are so, um, we, we so recognize the voice, we so recognize the cadence of the words and the tone of the voice. We so recognize it that we, it's almost like we know what's coming before it even, even comes out of their mouth. Well, this was not the case for Samuel. Um, and I want us to look at a few pieces of this scripture because I feel like that we're at a place where some of us maybe are more at the beginning of the story and God would say, no, I want you more like the end of that passage that we just read. Some of us feel like we're more at the beginning of the passage. Really, we want to be at that end of the passage where not only uh, do we uh, hear the voice, but we know whose voice it is and we are coming with that, uh, with that communication, with that voice saying, speak, I'm listening. In other words, I will do what you're asking me to do. And so, as we kind of think about how to become a, a servant uh, that, that's listening, um, I, I would say, first of all, we got to do this. First of all, you got to conquer self-doubt. Because a lot of us, we just automatically think, well, I mean, God doesn't really speak to me like that. So you, you got to conquer that self-doubt right, right from the very beginning. You may not realize this, but in verse number one, it says, the boy Samuel... Um, it's one of those parts of a passage we would just pass right by. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. The boy Samuel, no big deal. Well, it is a big deal because he was 12 years old, what was what uh, scholars think at this time. So he's a 12-year-old boy. Uh, he's not a prophet. I mean, he's, he's there kind of helping the prophet and, and working under the prophet, but he's not a prophet yet. And so in some senses, nobody expected God to start speaking to this 12-year-old boy. And, and you know who led the way in that doubt that God would start speaking to the 12-year-old boy? The 12-year-old boy. Which is why he kept running to Eli going, okay, what's going on? Somebody's talking to me. It never crosses his mind that God would want to speak to him. And maybe you feel like that tonight. Maybe you feel like you're the last person in the room that God would ever speak to. And listen to me. You've got to do something with that self-doubt. Because as long as you think you're the last person in the room that God would ever speak to, guess what? You'll probably be the last person in the room that ever hears the voice of God. No. Of course God wants to speak to you. And so it may take us kind of overcoming uh, some of that self-doubt. Don't let your perceived lack of experience or your perceived lack of spirituality or your perceived uh, lack of uh, understanding or talent or whatever, don't let any of that disqualify you from becoming a servant that hears and listens to the voice of God. So you may have to overcome some, some doubt. Um, I think also for us to start to really understand the voice of God, 
um, it means that we may have to fill a void in our, in our culture, a spiritual void in our culture. Because in verse 1, it also said that in those days, so in this, in this time that, that Samuel's here working under the prophet Eli, in those days the word of the Lord was rare and there were not many visions. And if the word of the Lord was rare in that moment, any time that, that visions are rare, let's think about this, if the vision from God is rare, that means the voice of God is even more valuable. And we are currently, we, we can certainly admit that we might be culturally in a, in a season kind of like that, where maybe, maybe the word of the Lord is becoming a little bit rare, and maybe, maybe visions are not uh, you know, quite happening like in, in the frequency that maybe we can look back on different times of history and see the frequency of visions happening. Maybe, maybe the voice of God, maybe the vision from God is rare in, in your life. Maybe it's rare in your home. Maybe it's rare amongst your friends. Maybe it's rare amongst your family. And if that's the case, then decide that you're going to be one that fills the spiritual void. Decide that you're going to be the one that, whether I'm in a fast or out of a fast, I'm going to be somebody that just constantly listening to the voice of God. If nobody else does, I'm going to be one that's listening to the voice of God. I mean, that's what this world needs. More... More than even a, a, the next big great conference, and we're believing for a great conference, and more than a big outreach day, and we're believing for awesome outreach days, and more than slick marketing and great AV, the, you know what the world really could use is some Christians who with confidence can say, I know God. I know the voice of God. I can go to God for you. And that's what this world needs. People that fill a void, in, in, in a spiritual void in, in culture. To become a servant that really hears and knows the voice of God, it also means we're going to have to live in a holy place. I like that Samuel kind of describes his living quarters a little bit. It, it's funny, it says the lamp of God had not yet gone out. Samuel's right there near the lamp of God. Samuel was lying down in the temple where the ark of God was. We talked about the ark a couple Sundays ago, but the ark represented the presence of God. Is represented, we were talking about holy holies, and, uh, and Samuel was right there in that area. Samuel was very, very close, very intimate, right, with the presence of God. There was, there was a whole, I say it this way, he literally lived in a place that made sinning very difficult. He literally lived in a place that made sinning very dangerous. What if we did that? What if we spiritually did that? What if we could find ourselves living in a place that just sin was so uncomfortable for us, that sin was so unnatural for us because we've made a commitment to a life of holiness? Why would we make a commitment to the life of holiness? Because sin always blocks the activity of God in our life. My desire for sin will, oh, I'm, 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 I'm basically, I'm, I'm, I'm who I am based on my desires, and my desire for sin will always weaken my desire for God, but my desire for God will always weaken my desire for sin. Yeah. And so if I'm gonna be somebody that's being able to be led by the voice of God in my life and be confident that I'm hearing God's voice and, and not have to question that, uh, it means I'm gonna have to live life in a holy place. That's really what this season of fasting has been about. Just eliminating anything and everything that would, that would bring interference to the voice of God in our life. And so we should be hearing God in a clear way. It means we would live life in a holy place. Uh, also, 
to be a servant that kind of hears the voice of God, that can say what Samuel said, speak, your servant is listening. It also means that, listen to this, that we'll have to refuse to settle for, a, for just a relationship with God's people and not a relationship with God. Okay, look at what Samuel did every time the voice of the Lord came. Samuel ran directly to Eli and he said, this must be Eli. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let the pastor talk to me. Because now God's trying to talk to him and yet he's, he keeps running to the pastor. So Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not been revealed to him. So when the Lord called a, a third time, Samuel gets up, runs back to Eli. Eli, you called me. Then Eli realized the Lord was calling the boy. So he told Samuel, go and lie down, and if he calls you again, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Samuel had worshiped the Lord, but this, this kind of relationship with the Lord had not yet happened in his life. He had been in a place where just relationship with the things of God was kind of enough. We can fall into that same trap where we show up to church and go, hey, what's God saying today? And, and listen, God will use pastors to speak to you. God will use teachers to speak to you. God will use godly friends to speak to you. God will use your spouse to speak to you. All the married people missed a big chance to get some brownie points right there. I said, God will use your spouse to speak to you. So God will use all these things, but there are some things that God wants to say to you directly. Yeah. There are some impressions that God wants to lay on your heart directly. And if you just settle for all these other places, all these other forms of communication, you're missing out on an exhilarating experience where you can go to prayer and God can confirm and God can speak to you about what he's saying in your life. And then the last thing I, I, I would say for this to be kind of a lifelong pursuit for us, to be people who know the voice of God, who listen to the voice of God, is we have to do what he tells us to do. Now I didn't read this verse yet, but a little bit later on in that same third chapter of 1 Samuel, verse 19 says this, the Lord was with Samuel as he grew up. So this is now taking it beyond being the 12 year old. Now we're talking about growing up into manhood. It says the Lord was with Samuel as he grew up and he let none of Samuel's words fall to the ground. There was now this, this connection between Samuel and the Lord. Now Samuel is speaking for the Lord, the Lord is speaking to Samuel. Samuel is just doing nothing but being obedient to God. If God gives him something to say, Samuel is saying it, and as Samuel would say it, God would bring it to pass. If God's gonna speak to us, if God's gonna go through the trouble, if God's gonna honor us by speaking to us, it means we have to say, okay, the reason why God, I want you to speak to me is because I'm willing to do what you tell me to do. I'm willing to say what you tell me to say. I'm willing to live the way you tell me to live. I'm willing, to, I'm willing to change what you tell me to change. And as we get ready to go into this prayer time, I want your focus to be, God, speak to me. God, speak, for your servant is listening. A lot of times we think about in prayer, we think that the greatest miracle of prayer is that God would hear my prayers. As I come to God with this list of things that I need from him, and we think, man, if God actually hears me, what a miracle. You know, the greatest miracle of God is not that he hears us, but that we would hear him. You want to talk about a, a prayer life is when you start to actually hear him. And I don't know if God, I, I, I'm not basing an entire theology on this, 
but I don't know how many times God would waste his time giving me a word if I refused to obey it. I think there's a quick way to shut off the stream of God's voice in my life, and that's to just ignore God's voice in my life. To say, to sense that he's, he's speaking me to do something. So as we go into this, of this time of prayer, I want you to pray like this. God, speak to me about what I do now. What I do with this season of prayer and fasting. As we are on kind of the, 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 the kind of the back end of this, as we can kind of see the finish line of this particular season of, of prayer and fasting. God, what would you have me do with what you have done in my life, with what you've stirred up in me? Now, what, what am I to do with this? And I'll let you know now, we're going to pray for a few minutes. I encourage you just to try to hear from God. Maybe you, if you have something, maybe you have something ready to just write down. I found that to be a, a, a key to hearing the voice of God is sometimes I'm just ready to kind of write down what he speaks to me. And so maybe that's something you can do over these next few minutes, but being ready to just hear from God. And then we'll come back. And at the end of this service, we're going to talk a little bit about kind of practically what maybe our next step would be, like what we could do, how our involvement in the kingdom of God and what God's doing, how our involvement could expand over, these, uh, over this year based on what God's speaking to us over these three weeks and based on what God's speaking to us tonight. And so why don't we do this all across the room? We're, I'll, I'll just kind of launch us into prayer time. And then again, 10, 12, 15 minutes, something like that. We'll just have prayer on our own. Again, the big focus for tonight's prayer is hearing him, not that he would hear us. Go ahead and talk to God, but have portions of this prayer time where God speaks to you. And we're saying, God, speak. Your servant is listening. I'm able to hear you maybe at a, in a way that I haven't in a long time. And so, God, what would you have me do? What would you have me do? Let me pray, and then we'll, we'll release you to pray by yourself. Lord, we may live in a day and age where, this, where the voice of the Lord is, is a little bit rare, where there are not many visions. But we just speak now that that would not be the case for us. I pray that, Lord, there would just be an overflow of vision that would come tonight. I pray, God, that there would be just that your, your voice would be so clear. I just pray every distraction, every confusion is gone in Jesus' name. Lord, we, we, are, we are getting ready to enter into a few moments of prayer where we fully expect you to speak to us. And so, God, I pray you just move in this place. Speak to your people. Speak to your servants. Because, Lord, we're listening. Let's pray. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. Thank you for joining us in pursuit of growing closer to Christ. Stay tuned for more messages released every week. God bless.